So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the old school F1 podcast that takes no prisoners. No big old audio runoffs here. Yep, you won't get fucking spanners ready in a gravel trap. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that hasn't yet memorised the corner names at Imola and is suspicious of anyone that has. I don't know what it is about Imola. Can't remember the corners apart from Tamburello. Tamburello, the one that killed Senna. That's, that's Tamburello. That's Tamburello. Tamburello. <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that has always blamed Valtteri Bottas for our mistakes and will continue to do so no matter what. Every time we fuck up, it's Bottas's fault. That was uh, yeah. that was Bottas's fault. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, we'll come and slap your helmet even if it was us what done it. Yeah, take that, Bottas. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that would fucking kill for a drive in the Renault Clio Cup, Toto. So don't bandy that one around as an insult. It was like, oh, you'll end up in the Renault Clio Cup. Okay, it's not F1. I'd fucking love to drive in the Renault Clio Cup. I don't want to bring up our karting experience again, but if you can imagine <laughs> me and Chica in the Renault Clio Cup, ah! bear in mind, I can't even drive. <laughs> I'm Chica Ayers, and not even a chicane can make me less deadly. Today, from our secret locations around the globe, we will be talking about the San Marino Grand Prix. Except it isn't. It's some other stupid bollocks name. But at least the race was good, chiefly because three weeks off meant everyone forgot how to drive and also it rained, which always makes everything fun. We'll talk Verstappen, never Verstopping, Hamilton, spammelting it into the barrier. (laughs) Everyone else spinning all the time and also probably talk about Miami a bit. That is all to come. Joining me is a freelance motoring journalist who is now indestructible. It is Phil Tromans. I've had my jab. Oh, yeah. congrats. Yeah. How had does it, it feel? Early. Well, it feels great to have had it. I had it early on uh, on Sunday morning. And Sunday evening, I uh, thought I was going to die. Which so one did you nice. have? AstraZeneca. Oh, me Turns too. Out, so- congrats. Side effects. Side effects. Have you had it as well? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are, you, are you not keeping up in the EU? Oh, that's a shame. 
Yeah, side effects. I don't know if it was the same for you, Chica, but for me, fucking hell. Awful. Felt horrendous. Absolutely laid me out until basically this afternoon, and it's now Wednesday. Okay, so, not that bad. Yeah, utterly, utterly horrible. But Any clots? Better than no clocks, clots, thankfully, really but like flu-like symptoms, hot and cold skin. I was under the covers, hugging two um, uh, hot water Careful. bottles, and okay. yeah, apparently I was boiling hot. And then okay, uh, right. now I've had a really sore throat, so I couldn't record yesterday. So, uh, but you know, bulletproof now. Nothing can kill me. You wait till your booster, mate. Oh god, <laughs> another one. Yeah. And alongside him is a man who has had another tattoo booked in. Fucking hipster! It's Terry Saunders. Is it mild seven this time? No, the next one is not a Formula One tattoo. It's a commemorative tattoo to commemorate the holiday I had last week <laughs> when I went to the Canary Islands and got dumped and then <laughs> cried on a beach. Oh, oh God. So what's so, the tattoo? It's, it's that. <laughs> All right. over my back. There's a lot to unpack here. Right, Canary Islands sounds nice. Lovely. I don't think we realised that you were going... Were you going to see someone out there who was already there or you going with somebody someone who's already there that i've been seeing for a while right and she dumped me and then i spent the rest of the holiday not this is you don't get this on mist apex do you no. you don't get, you don't get <laughs> them talking about their girlfriends no <laughs> you do get it quite a lot on checkered flag though that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. always like traveling the violin section. yeah yeah so but um yeah I'm sorry. A bit harsh. I'm sorry, so you went Terry. all the way across the world to go and see this this harlot mm. and she dumped you while you were there that's pretty slack yeah well we stand um, with you no she's dead thanks but i've had a tattoo idea for a while which is a song <laughs> lyric which Ooh. is talking heads once in a lifetime there's the line how did i get here which i've been thinking about getting anyway after moving to berlin but when i was standing on the beach feeling upset i was thinking yeah that tattoo's good so i will have some song words on my own. Oh, Terry, I, I'm, I'm, I feel like life. you are having a bad time and I really want you to feel better, but I feel like this is something you need to think about just for a while. It's, I feel oh, like getting tattoo, song, yeah. song, you know, song lyrics tattooed to you are something you need to be, need, you need to wait till you're, you no, know, you're no, in a really no, 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 stable no. state of mind. No, 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 but this is knows talking the best time to get a tattoo is, is when you're in <laughs> emotional distress. That's the very no, best it's time. Fine, it's fine to tattoo something like talking heads to you. If it was the Venger Boys, <laughs> then thank you. I need your intervention. There is nothing wrong with my Venger Boys tattoo. <laughs> I told you, Chica, yeah. don't get the Venga buses coming. We all on your know ass. the Venga buses coming. Wait. And everybody's jumping. Phrasing. <laughs> anyway, I'm fine. Don't worry about me. Anyway, Chica, are you, are you've had a jab. Are you have, uh, presume you haven't had a tattoo. You haven't been done. I didn't, get, I didn't get a fucking jab. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a sex reference. <laughs> <laughs> If you would like to change that, though, you can get in touch with Terry at ff1s.com slash sexxx. I'll give you your Johnson & Johnson. He takes one dose. High risk of a clot, Yeah, It's very quick, very efficient. Only over 65. Chica, what have you been up to? Um, I went to Wales. God, that's not Oh, nice. no, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel, I feel bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw on the beach 
77 seals. That sounds like a Talking Heads lyric. Mm, so I've got that tattooed, oh. actually. <laughs> F1 friends, have you ever yearned for a reliable VPN service that may or may not be connected to watching TV from other countries? Well, then you need clear VPN. Terry, please can you explain what is a VPN? So I could be sitting here in Berlin and I could go onto a virtual private network, which means I'm tricking the computer to thinking that I'm in Britain. So then I can watch the iPlayer. Or maybe, I don't know, some kind of motor racing, perhaps. If there was like a motor racing service. So... Completely unrelated, ClearVPN is the first effortless VPN for a secure and personalised online experience. And especially for the Formula One season, ClearVPN has introduced the Watch F1 season 2021 shortcut, so you can enjoy the championship with the best speed regardless of your location. Now, it is available for free in the app only on the days of the Grand Prix races you can activate the shortcut in the app with just one click and enjoy the race. And for 25% off Clear VPN Premium, you can just head to Terry. My.clearvpn.com forward slash code, code, code. And there is a link in the show notes to that. Phil, are there any T's and C's? Offer is valid until April the 30th, 2021, and an active F1 TV subscription is required. Also, your home is at risk if you do... No, that's not right, sorry. That's 25% off Clear VPN Premium. Hurry, the deal ends on the 30th of April. My.clearvpn.com forward slash code, code, code. Right, there's been some racing for the first time in a while, but never mind what we think. What do you think? We're just two races into the season and already Listener's Corner has become Conspiracy Corner. So Lewis slides off and could really use a safety car. And coincidentally, two other Mercedes drivers just happened to have a massive accident. Huh? If you believe that, then I've got an energy drink sponsorship to sell you. Daniel Eckersley says, Nice of Toto to get his two minions to bin each other off and thus allow Hamilton back into the race. But James Nethercote says even Chica's mum thinks that's a bit far-fetched. Nick Peppel says Lewis, in addition to having an insane amount of talent, is also the luckiest man on the planet. How many times has he binned it? Only to immediately have a separate incident on the track, deploy a VSC or SC and get him back into competition for a podium or win. Now, before we discuss all that, let's suppose for a second that the crash between George Russell and Valtteri Bottas wasn't deliberate. Now, Josh Parker says, excellent choice by Russell in his second race as director of the Grand Prix Drivers Association to go over to another driver and swing for him before blaming him for the crash. Paul Hinton says, what's really news is Bottas was racing for position and was about to be overtaken by Williams. Surely Bottas can't have any excuses for this piss poor performance. Paul Botterill says, forget Bottas 2.0 and Bottas 3.0. This year, we should have the all-new Bottas 0.0. Tristan Clayton says, seeing a Williams disintegrate itself around Tamburello made me feel quite nostalgic. Discuss. <laughs> Conspiracy. <laughs> Whose fault? Fisticuffs. So, Lewis Hamilton is lucky. Yes. That's definitely happened before. Yeah, He very was like spotty. a lap down and he's ended up second instead of the leader of the championship. That's and it's, and it's not the first time champion. that something like that has happened, is it? Is it a conspiracy yeah. or has he just got the luck of a champion? I don't think Bottas is good enough 
to have responded oh, thought, sorry, to an order. No, <laughs> to have responded to a team order to crash that quickly because he crashed like seconds after Hamilton went off. Yeah, and if Toto had said Bottas, you've got to crash, he would have fucked it up and won the race. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Um, and even even if he had, it was a very it is such a discreet crash that that would have been so impressive. It didn't look that discreet. It looked pretty. Uh, I saw no, it. oh no, sorry, of Bottas to cause that crash. If it no, was well, he intentional, did a very good. He did a very good job of uh, making it look like George Russell had caused it. Exactly. Um, which we'll get. Should we take this? Let's let's talk about. Um, Hamilton fucking up to start with because it doesn't happen very often in fact I was, I was at the time I was watching it my wife turned to me and said well he doesn't do that very much when was the last time Hamilton made a mistake it was probably that was it Germany in the wet yeah I think Germany in the wet last year was, that, he was it last slightly. year it was was it last year was it the year before, was it, the year before? Oh, yeah, it was, it was a while ago anyway so he does like one a season so he's got it in early mm. this year or is he just rattled by Verstappen there's a bit of rat- Verstappen rattle <laughs> He hasn't had to fight anyone for so long. He might have forgotten how to do yeah. it. Um, but then, yes, he was insanely he was insanely lucky to immediately have the other two big Mercedes drivers in the race handily smash into each other just for him. Um, what did you guys make of the crash? Oh, it was bloody George Russell, wasn't it? Do we hate Mr. him Sunday. Mr. Dickwad on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was him. It was his fault but yes. I mean only just Explain. it wasn't think, obviously it wasn't obviously his fault he didn't smash into him or anything I mean he did he didn't <laughs> well it was the equivalent of when someone taps you on the wrong shoulder and you look the wrong way because he's there going Bottas moved and it's like no Bottas didn't move what happened is your car moved very quickly because you got a tyre on the grass so to you it looked like Bottas moved but that's because the whole world was moving very quickly yeah. to the right also as far as I can tell Bottas was just following the normal dry line to go to the outside of the corner preparing to turn left rather than Bottas rather can than move deliber- <laughs> rather than <laughs> deliberately driving on the wet and putting himself in a disadvantage um, surely Russell should have known that he was going to do that and it seemed like he was surprised that he did that. Went Aah! and span at the steering wheel, got on the grass, and then crashed into Bottas at high speed. Um, the thing is, I'm... Russell has made quite a few Sunday fuck ups, and they're always his own fault. Apart from this when is he was true. In Mercedes. Oh, interesting. Do you think it's a Sunday thing? It, well, the one where it wasn't his fault, it was Jack Aitken's fault, who was in Russell's car. Yeah, maybe it's that Williams. It's Senna's Williams. <laughs> um. Yes. That um, would explain a lot if the ghost of Senna has just been yeah. haunting the team ever no, since. Wi- no Williams shall pass on this track. Because Latifi <laughs> went off straight away, didn't he? Mm. Oh, maybe he's been, maybe Senna's just been haunting the Williams team for 20 years. That would explain a hell of a lot. Maldonado won a race, for God's sake. That's yeah. when Derek Acora was at the track. So, not a conspiracy. Uh, Russell's fault. His reaction was uh, a bit old school, wasn't it? It was a bit James Hunt punching a marshal. It was a bit... Um, was it P- who did PK fight? I can't remember who it was. Was it Hector Rabak or somebody? I can't remember. Someone. Somebody. I haven't seen drivers having a scrap for a while. Although, fair play to Bottas. Bottas just sat there and just gave him the finger and stared him out. Um, well, he was sat also, in the car. Bottas, he couldn't really do much else, could he? But I think Bottas was super winded as well. Yeah, yeah. After he got out of the car, he just sat there for a minute. So, 
I mean, not to bring up my vast experience, but if George Russell had come over to me after my karting accident, <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do much more than give him the finger. Because <laughs> he dumped me. You yeah. would have got it a tattoo reflect- then, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have got a tattoo of the Fleetwood Mac uh, BBC tune. Dum, 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 dum. Um, I think we've all been quite impressed with Russell since he came into uh, came into F1, bar a few little rookie fuck-ups. But this was not a good look. It was a rookie fuck-up that caused a big crash, and then he made it a lot worse by giving it the big I am and saying, this was unbelievable, he's all far, he's, there's something about if it wasn't a Mercedes and you weren't going for ninth or third or whatever. It made no sense. Made and it's like the second Imola in a row, the second Imola in a row that he's crashed out of the points for Williams. Oh, really? Yeah, because oh, it was a yes. it would have last year that the safety car. Yeah, so we spanned it? it into the wall under the safety car, wasn't he? Like, uh, actually, no, Latifi didn't and, even do it under the safety car. Anyway, but his whole comment about like if it was if it was someone else, Bottas was racing, then I it would, mean, it'd have been different. It's what like, a load of bullshit! On. I would imagine Bottas probably didn't even know it was him. Cause yeah, you can't... Bottas hasn't got a clue what's going on. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and you can't really see much in the uh, in the mirrors anyway. So. Um, yeah, not a good day for Mercedes, although Hamilton did manage to just about save it, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in a bit. Back to what looks like being the title fight for this year. Will Bowen wants to know how many times are Hamilton and Verstappen going to crash into each other sh- this year? Just a matter of time, in my opinion. And Russell Trigg asks, how long until Max buckles under the pressure and Lewis goes unchallenged into his eighth title? Interesting. Ooh. Hamilton and Verstappen are going to crash. Well, I mean, they already have a little bit, didn't they? The start of this race, which I would pretty much say was Hamilton's over-optimism, thinking that you could go round the outside into a tightening corner against Verstappen. It wasn't that long ago that everyone was going, whoa, we're not going near Verstappen, he's crazy. Um, I don't know what Hamilton expected to happen, really, and he lost his front wing. So, and on that, I do worry if, based on this weekend, Lewis might be a little bit rattled. Um, um, by actually having yeah. somebody challenge him for a while. I uh, think there's a bit of that going on. I think he's not used to it. He's probably Still. good enough to be able to man up and sort himself out and just kind of get on with it. But I do think, I know I've been saying for a while that Verstappen's going to buckle, and I still stand by that. But I do think when it gets to the second half of the season and it really starts to matter, that's when Max is going to buckle. Okay. But Lewis knows how to cope with winning a championship. There is that, because he's never led the championship, is that right? He almost led it this weekend, but then Hamilton got fastest lap. Verstappen's yeah. never led a championship. He's never. He's always been the hunter. He's never been the hunted. Ooh. Oh. But do you reckon... Um, you can have that, Sky, if you want it. <laughs> do you reckon um, they will crash? Yeah. Again. Yeah. There, no, I reckon there's going to be one, at least one race this year, there is going to be a humdinger of them... You know, Senna prosting themselves off at the first lap. Yes. I agree. I think they could be. But I is think that, they can risk that the it. Verb? The verb to <laughs> Senna prost. <laughs> oh, T-shirt. he Senna prosted it. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, mm. I don't think it'll happen till later in the season, but. Ooh, yeah. interesting. I think it could be not long. No, no, no. I think Phil's right. I think the championship is going to be decided by that. Like Senna prost. <laughs> really? Are we going to Japan this year? Could oh, I hope so, yeah. That'd be good if it was at Japan. At that little chicane. Yeah, or right at the start of the... Where was it? Was it Japan at the start of the race? That was Japan around? at the start of the following Yeah, year, there you go. Yeah. Japan. 1990. Oh. I can't actually you remember. Japan. Is Japan actually on the calendar this year? Yeah, it probably is. See you in Japan. Could look it up. 
Yeah. So someone that didn't actually make too many mistakes but was still very slow and is still a prick is Nikita Marzipan. Edward Knight says, I think we should all celebrate the fact Marzipan finished a race and didn't kill anyone. Has made such a big deal of it on Twitter, it was embarrassing. Plus, as Alex Patterson points out, he also maintains his spins record. Spins from debut and consecutive races with a spin. Yeah, I don't think he should be too proud of his weekend. I mean, the crash with Latifi wasn't his fault at all, fairness. Um, it wasn't but, his fault, but like you could see, you could see the TV coming from a mile off, and he could have slowed down. Which uh, doesn't make it his fault. Yeah, I mean, then if you're going to say that, then you can start blaming Kvyat for Grosjean's crash last year, can't you? Fucking Kvyat. <laughs> Fucking hate Kvyat. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I was about to still a twat, but it wasn't his fault. But he, he did have a shit weekend. I mean, he was. I mean, Schumacher had a crash, knocked his front wing off, and had to drive around for two laps before he could get it fixed. And he still and was still fast, way ahead of Massa. <laughs> so he's, you know, as well as being a fucking turnip, he's just not good enough, is he? And you know, I haven't seen anything from him that suggests that he's anything other than the payingest driver on the grid. Not just in isn't terms that of money, wonderful? But. Because that that's kind of wonderful, though, in a way. Because with his reputation preceding him, the worst thing would be if he was a great talent. Yeah, I suppose <laughs> so that quite would be nice. pretty annoying if he yeah, was yeah. if he was a horrible sexual abusing uh, tit, but one of the finest helmsmen we've ever seen. But he's mm. not; he's a spanner, like all the drivers in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In other news, get your Will Smith references ready and prepare to party in the city where the heat is on because F1 is heading to Miami. Yes, the whole race will be in the grounds of the Miami Dolphins Stadium, which has more than a hint of Las Vegas Car Park Grand Prix to it. And we all remember how that went. Oh, you don't. Well, it was in the... Well, it was in the grounds of the Caesars Palace Casino in the early 80s and it was shit. Anyway, this one will be better, right guys? What's he doing? That's my revise, isn't it? Is it? I don't know how the theme tune to that goes. Do it again. Actually, actually, I think I was doing the Krypton fact. Okay, yeah, very, very similar, very similar shows. Still, still don't know it. Sounds like countdown. Do 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 and, you know, everything else is a bit of an afterthought. Like, let's be honest, Monaco. Mm. Monaco is all about it being in Monaco. And you go, oh, look, they're driving around the streets. And then it's boring. And I fear that Miami's going to be the same. There's going to be girls in bikinis and guys wearing Cuban outfits. And, and you know, some... And that's just the drivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, lots of glitz and glamour. And then they're just in a fucking car park around a football stadium. So... But there is an actual track. It's not actually in a car park. <clears throat> Well, I mean, they're building the track in the car park, as far as I can tell. But, but sure. it's not like, because the, 
The Caesars Palace one was some traffic cones in a big car park. I think this is an actual real track. No, I, I assume they're doing that again. But sure, surely they'd bring the entertainment value in when designing the track. I mean, they can try, but it doesn't Crocodiles. always work. Because if there's one thing mm. we know about designing tracks in Formula One, it doesn't always bring the entertainment. I and mean, have I they, the facilities will be tremendous. But. And have they contacted you, Terry? Because you've got a lot of ideas. Yep, crocodiles, cocaine. <laughs> oh, um, it should be eighties themed. Eighties yeah. Miami themed. They should all be. They all have to drive. They all have to drive eighties Formula One cars. That, that would actually be, be a good race, amazing. wouldn't it? All the Ferrari drivers have to turn up in in like proper Testarossas with like Don Johnson rolled up suits, uh, shirt sleeves, and all that kind of jazz. No, no, wait. Think about this. They, they've all got. To, they've all got to turn up in the equivalent of their teams in the eighties. So McLaren would have a good car. Ferrari would be bad. Red Bull aren't allowed to drive. Williams would be good. <laughs> Williams would be good. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes would be Tyrrells, and they were rubbish in the mid-80s, weren't they? So. Oh, yeah. Uh, and some others wouldn't be there. Minardi? No, they weren't around. Benetton. So it's going to be quite a small grid. <laughs> They're going to have to dig out some, I don't know, marches or the Pacific around. And that was a bit later as well. Anyway. Well, there you go. Um, I mean... Can't get that excited. I just don't get excited about new F1 races anymore. Why? I think you find you don't get excited about anything anymore because you're <coughs> in your forties. Yeah, maybe that's yeah, that's probably true. When was the last time you were genuinely excited? <sighs> Got some extra nectar points. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Maybe that should be on the Miami <laughs> Grand Prix. <laughs> Every time you pass go, you get two hundred nectar points. <laughs> or, or you get it tattooed. Pass go. It's not Fuck bloody you. monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't do it where you're high on nectar points. <laughs> wow. I thought I'll tell you what I do tonight. I'm feeling a bit low. I do a podcast with my friends and see if they can make me feel better. Yeah, but they went around, so you ended up with us. Yeah, I've got to do oh. the fucking Formula One one instead. <laughs> not the not my lyrical tattoo podcast. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> fucking lyrics. <laughs> Just trying to make this podcast a bit less like a blokey Formula One podcast and have a tender moment to say that boys can cry. Boys don't cry. Boys don't cry. I'm going to yeah. get that tattoo. <laughs> oh, God, you started to go into the Cure lyrics. You know things. This is definitely not the right time to do it. You're only a step away from Morrissey and we all know how that's going to go. Oh. <laughs> is Mercedes screwed? One of its big chief experts, James Allison, is stepping away from his role as technical director as part of a restructure of top staff. As we all know, restructures rarely go well, at least to start with. Allison is at least staying with the company, though, and moving to a more strategic role looking at future cars post-rule change rather than day-to-day race operations. Mike Elliott, who is Mercedes' technology director, is coming into the technical director role, which is obviously completely different. Should anyone be worried about this? Maybe. Because James Allison's quite important. He does a lot of the big day-to-day making Mercedes good stuff. And, and the not- YouTube videos. Yes, he's very good at YouTube. Uh, he's pretty much an influencer. And him not doing that anymore, even if they've got somebody good in, is going to cause some upset. It's, pro- it's probably better than he's that he's doing it now at a time when there's going to be upset anyway because all the rules are changing. But there must be a few people going, oh, I don't like change. But having said that's Formula One, so things change all the time. Well, I was thinking about this, and actually, normally, when there is personnel change in a team, it's when the team goes to shit. Like, 
when Ross Braun and John Tott left Ferrari, Ferrari went shit. You know, when uh, yeah, with some other team, it when went Honda shit. left Honda, yeah, they won yeah, the championship. Yeah. When Adrian Newey left McLaren and Williams, <laughs> they went shit. And unfortunately, I don't think that's going to be the case here because Mercedes seem to have built their team in such a way that everyone's replaceable. Everyone's this kind of no-blame culture they have. They seem to have these kind of um, change of positions, like you say, so in advance that you just feel like they've already adapted to it. And like they, I almost get the feeling that he told them he's leaving like two years ago and they're just announcing it now and they've just had it all in place. They just seem to be a team that are just good at fucking everything. Yeah, they're probably, they're probably growing another one. They're probably growing <laughs> another James. They're like the Borg. If you ever Except watch Star Trek, I like say all that, but then why assimilate. would they have Bottas? But why would they have Bottas as a second driver? It's all if to, to throw us off the scent because they're so they're so <laughs> perfect. They're, he's the he's the glitch in the matrix. He's yeah. the cat appearing that you think you've already seen. <laughs> this is a treat for sci-fi nerds, isn't it? Honestly, Star Trek and the Matrix. Recently dumped sci-fi nerds are going to love this. <laughs> That's probably a pretty sizable portion of our, of our <laughs> audience. Hi, guys. <laughs> Babylon 5's a big pile of shit. Finally, who thinks Vettel will probably get fired soon? Well, several of us, but one man banking on it is Nico Hulkenberg, who has officially taken the position of reserve and development driver at Aston Martin. Could that podium charge finally be coming his way? No. no. He no. might get a drive, because mm-hmm. if but Fettel doesn't get better, he's going to be out on his ear. Is he? Well, do you think Lawrence Stroll is going to go, no, you're all right, Sebastian. I'll, I'll give you lots and lots of time. That's my Lawrence Stroll. Yeah, but I feel like his name, you know, he's Vettel. I feel that'll, you know, that'll give him more yeah, time if he that, was somebody but, else. But when was the last time he was good? The Vettel name now is just like, pfft. I remember when you were someone. I used to hate Vettel when he had this one finger in the air, kind of, oh, I've won another race because of my diffuser. But um, now he's broken. I can really relate to him. <laughs> I can imagine Sebastian Vettel crying on a beach. Yeah, where he got dumped by Ferrari. Ooh, uh-huh. I know how it feels, mate. Yeah, I wonder what tattoos he's got. He's got a Mission Winnow probably, tattoo that he's regretting. Probably that, but in Italian. Hulkenberg. Uh, interesting <laughs> that he's decided to go for like a one-team gig rather than just in this time of COVID, waiting around, ready to be super-subbing anyone. Oh, yeah, all the drivers have had vaccinations, haven't they? Yeah, but they st- as I said before, like it doesn't matter if you've been vaccinated. If you test positive, they're not going to let you in. You're going to have to go and isolate, I say. But can you still test positive if you've had yeah. the vaccine? Oh, come on, Terry. Just because you've had the vaccine doesn't mean you can't get it. Or I haven't it had the people. vaccine. Oh, have you not? Oh, sorry, you're not in the cool club. Um, no, no, just I'm in fucking you- Germany. I'm in fucking Germany where they've forgotten what fucking things are <laughs> just just because you have the vaccine doesn't you can still get it and you can still pass it on to people it's just that it probably won't be as bad and you might not be as contagious as you were before so yeah if they if anyone gets it they're still going to be out for a for a race so we might actually see some other drivers super subbing unless it's fettle or stroll or fettle gets fired which will probably happen Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for f one sake or find us on Facebook where we're for f one sake or email us at wrong at ff1s.com. Alternatively, if you think we're right, well, you owe us a beer. 
So thank you to those that have bought us beer since the last episode. They are Paul Boothroyd, who says, I am going to buy you a pint every time Marzipan spins off a race. This could be an expensive season. This is going to be brilliant. <laughs> thank you, Paul. John Craft, he says, with as often as Marzipan goes round, I'm thinking of using him as a desk pan. I mean, who wants Marzipan on your desk? Oh, I should love the smell of almond. Tom Horrocks said, if I buy you each a pint, will you promote my podcast, The Monkey Seat? If not, how many do I need to buy you? I always promote yours on mine and you never buy me a pint. Come on, fair's fair. We cover the junior formula as well as the electric and American ones too. Amazing podcast, gang. Huge fan. I will not promote a Formula One podcast called Monkey Seat. No, if you think we're going to promote... Do not listen to Monkey Seat. No, if you think we're going to promote the Monkey Seat podcast just because you've bought us beer to promote the Monkey Seat podcast, which I assume is available on all good podcast providers, then you've got another thing coming. You know, we can't. I bet it's one of those fucking professional podcasts Uh, where they don't swear. It probably sounds really good and they know what they're talking about. Monkey like (laughs) (laughs) we giveth we taketh away thank you to isaac cluley i tell you what he's got more than a clue lee william minor oh we've done all the jokes haven't we it's william morris's cousin william morris's cousin i didn't get it yeah oh it's a grower morris minor it took me a minute but yeah it's good yeah it works very well aaron dulles Airports, don't they're ma- back. Don't mention the airport. <laughs> Can't do anything other than it. Everest Business Services Pty Limited. What do they Everest. do? Let's find out what they do. I reckon that sounds like a wind, like a double glazing company. Mm. I reckon they they're, they're like business um, services. I reckon that's they're like cleaning. Deliveroo, but for mountains. Property. I mean, this is public information, but I can tell you that they they generated four hundred and seven thousand dollars last oh, year. Shit! How much did they give us? That's amazing. And thank you to our monthly donors, channeling a sluice of juice right into our glug holes. They are Kevin Rhodes, Donald Griffin, Paul Hinton, Caroline Kreutzer, Chris Lee, Paul Hewings, Andrew Cunningham, Bryce Davies, Charlie Fraser, Ian Cox, Jason R. Bradley. Join them. Join them now by going to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Teams time. What's up? Let's go. That was in capitals, Chica. Come on. How would you run it then? A bit more enthusiasm. Capitals. Oh. Okay. Teams time. What's up? Let's go. Like that? Yeah. I don't mean, know how yeah. else you want it. Like, imagine Sebastian Fettler just won a Grand Prix. I'm not doing And your it. reaction to that. <laughs> Um, Team's time, what's team up, let's time. go, grazie ragazzi, let's go. All right, just wait then, let me just, okay. Channel your inner fettle. I'm challenging, challenging my sluice. Okay, team's time, what's up, let's go. That no, that's was too good. much. That was good. Red Bull, Verstappen did the best start in a century and stayed on track and has a great car. So one, Perez needs to learn that safety car rules. But once he's done that and stopped making mistakes, I have high hopes for him. What do you think the penalty should be for overtaking behind the safety car? Well, as far as I can tell from this weekend, it entirely depends on when you overtake it. 
Because didn't Raikkonen get in trouble for not overtaking behind the safety car? I don't know. The rules seem very <laughs> complicated here. So Perez, but he wasn't under, he wasn't the safety car, was he? Perez? Wasn't no, it? hang on. Yeah. Oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. He spun. I lost track of everybody that spun under the safety car or at various different times around the track. Oh no, I'm thinking of Leclerc in the parade lap because he on the formation lap he spun, but he was allowed to take his place back. But when Perez spun under the safety car, he's not allowed to take his place back. Did Perez? No, wait, hang on. Did he spin under the safety what? car? For Sappen spun under the safety car. No, Perez, no, Leclerc, Perez spun under what? the safety car. No, no, Perez just spun normally, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, everybody spun all the time in this race, to the point where I cannot remember who did it what. Verstappen definitely spun under the safety car when he was yeah. leading the race. And then Perez yes. got a 10-second penalty. But that was because he was... But, no, why was that? Because he, because he overtook. He lost two places and then he overtook them again. In the safety car, yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, because he doesn't know but the Leclerc, rules. But well, Leclerc nobody knows span, the fucking rules. But Leclerc span under the formation lap, but he was allowed to take his places back. But then Raikkonen spun under the safety car, but didn't get his places back before the lights went out in the safety car, or something, or he did get them back, but it was after the safety car lights had gone out, and then he was in trouble for having not overtaken. I was, oh, God, it's so complicated. I think the, they should just ditch the safety car and just keep going. Ooh. I think it should be as simple as tennis. They should all have rackets? There should just be an umpire on a big chair. <laughs> <laughs> it just comes out on the pit straight. Just yeah. sits there in a the jacket, ball boys. <laughs> running across the track. No, we've we've seen what happens when that happens. That's not a good idea. Anyway, Verstappen did very well. He did a good start. Perez did not do well. <clears throat> he did a very good Red Bull number two driver. Um, He's, it, well, he seems to be trying to live up to the the Gasly and Albon hype, despite being better than them. As far as yeah, I can well, tell. he's he's a lot quicker, but then he's doing lots more mistakes. Yeah, he's trying to sabotage his natural talent because he just wants to fit in with the uh, what everybody expects of a Red Bull number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and Verstappen, yeah, Verstappen. I mean, fair play to him. You remember a few years ago when we all said, "Oh, he's very quick, but he keeps making stupid mistakes." I do. I wonder if he's now at the stage where he's like, he's not making the stupid. Although, apart from that one stupid mistake he made, where he nearly ditched it from the lead in the safety car. But I mean, yeah, that could have that could have lost him the race. He got it back, sure. and Leclerc was. Maybe missed a trick by not stealing that place, as I think he probably could have done. Of course he could have done. Because you, you can't, as we've discussed, you can or can't take your place back under the safety car. So if he'd have gone off, he would have been allowed if to overtake off, him. Yeah. Then he'd have to keep his position and he'd been leave the race. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he would have had to come. No, because then he would have been out of position. And wouldn't he have had to come into the pit lane? I don't know. I don't think Who knows? so. Because that was what Raikkonen apparently should have done. Because when Raikkonen spun, apparently he should have, by the letter of the rules, apparently he was supposed to, because he was out of position, he couldn't get his positions back because the lights of the safety car had come on. So he should have come into the pit lane or something. That might be wrong. And that's number one. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's so bloody ridiculous. No wonder none of the drivers off the top of their head know it. But um, I've got lost. Where are we? Safety cars. Verstappen did very well. Um, can he keep it going the whole season? I don't know. But the Red Bull does. Well, the Red Bull does look quick. Not as ludicrously quicker than the Mercedes as I expected it to be. Because although he pulled out five seconds at the start, then it came back when Hamilton got his tyres sorted. But don't forget, 
that Bahrain has always been a bit of a shitty circuit for Mercedes, even when they've been winning every fucking race ever. Bahrain, they were never that good at, so comparatively. Don't forget that Hamilton is so good at overtaking when he's at the back. Well, he yes, he, well, he is. He's very good at sort of carving his way through. Um, and I remember, I can't, it was another podcast, I can't remember which one it was, was debating whether he's actually the sort of fucking send it up the inside kind of driver and he's not really like he'll he'll only ever he'll he'll bide his time and he'll pick a pick a moment to do a really good overtake unless apparently he's lapping george russell in which case he'll get it all wrong and slide into a barrier but um verstappen's well, yeah, always george been russell caused all the problems oh yeah, yeah he's the he's it's the it's the curse of being a williams driver probably verstappen's sort of gone from that position of just sending ludicrous overtakes and sometimes fucking it up to now being a pretty well judged quick mature driver and he showed that this weekend but can he keep it going for the whole season don't know and can hamilton stop making silly mistakes as he made this weekend mercedes hamilton was great in the second best car on track but when he spun off and apologized he became the winner in my eyes Bottas turned out to be a lot less adorable than we all thought with his foul hand gestures and he ended up in the gravel. Do you think teams show favouritism to polite drivers? Will Hamilton get more cups of tea made for him? Will Bottas get some spit in his? No, actually, apart from Bottas being utterly shit this weekend, bless you, I don't have any problem with... um, I don't have any problem with how he reacted to Russell because I thought it was Russell's fault that he caused the track, the crash. And to suddenly find yourself spun into the barriers at 200 miles an hour and be super winded and then have the guy that did it to you come up and go, oh, what are you doing? I would have given him the finger as well. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, we should slag Bottas off for being But Phil, shit. I wasn't asking what you think. I was asking, do you think the teams, how do you think they feel? Like if You weren't if asking a what driver, I think, but do no, I think I, the teams No, no, I'm asking... <laughs> What do you think of the teams? Like, if they're really polite on the radio, do they think, do they treat them better? Yeah, I'm sure the guys back at the factory, all the guys and girls back at the factory, uh, you know, like the fact when they get a shout out and, a, and an apology when they bin it. But no, I think, you know, performances on track are what counts. I'd say if you, if you, if you, if you had to choose between a shit driver who's really nice versus a fast driver who's a bit of a dick, they'd probably ought to pick the fast driver. I think the ruder the driver is, the more the mechanics begrudgingly respect them. Like Alonso. And I think that's wrong. But that's just the way it is. It's the way of the world. You know that. You've just made that up. <laughs> this is an extract from Terry's Insight to Formula One book that's coming out uh, later this year. Oh, if fucking F1 Elvis can do a book about <laughs> just management structure or something, whatever he's doing. Yeah, I'm... Oh, I, I was a mechanic for years. So is how is you can run your business to fucking... <laughs> fucking... Oh, I worked in a stressful situation, so let me help you with the stressful situation. If he could do that, I could fucking do it. <laughs> I've been watching Formula One for years. Is how to run your business. Yeah. Fucking make yeah. money. I'm a, I've been a freelance graphic designer and I've been dumped on a beach, so here's, here's my business book. Oh, you too. We should talk about that because I've got a shared experience. Um, I wasn't dumped on the beach. I was dumped and then I went to the beach. Oh, uh, nice. I don't know wasn't if that's quite that romantic. I got dumped over the phone once by somebody I was living with at the time. That was fun. Was this this afternoon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thankfully. Thankfully not, but don't give her any ideas. 
it wasn't a great weekend for Mercedes in a number of ways. I think Hamilton salvaged at least something. And I can't, frankly, I'm st- staggered that they're somehow still leading the championship. But that's almost as much down to Red Bull fucking up as it is Mercedes. Well, you say that. Do you remember when we were having this discussion the other week about it's going to be fascinating to see how Bottas and Perez go up against each other? And it's like, well, actually, they're both going to be shit. They're never going to come up against each other because they just keep crashing on their own or crashing into Williams. Mm. Um, yeah, maybe eventually we'll get to see that battle. McLaren! Norris was great and Ricardo was not. Norris got up on the podium for the second time ever and it was McLaren's fourth podium in seven years. That is bad, isn't it? Anyway, it's 2021 when things are going to change for them now that Norris is great. Yeah, it's looking a bit positive because Norris did do really well apart from in qualifying uh, when he misjudged track limits and lost what could have been a front, a first or second row start. But he was really good in the race and Ricardo wasn't, but I'm inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt, to be honest, because he's still... He's never got into a new car and immediately been super quick in it. It's always taken a little bit of time to get used to it. So I'm going to give him a couple of races. And I seem to remember I've said this before about other drivers in previous seasons. But um, I think if Ricardo can get to grips with it and get up to speed, he'll be right up there with Norris. And if the car's good and they're both firing on all cylinders, then yeah, they could be really, really decent. I think they could get more podiums. Podia. But Norris was a lot faster than Ricardo this weekend. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Norris is good. I think you're right. I think Ricardo takes a bit of time to get in. But the McLaren's just good, isn't it? It's like, it's almost hard to imagine after so many years of them being so woeful. Like, if you remember the McLaren Honda with Alonso and Button jumping up on the podium at the end of a race because they were like, oh, we're both four champions, but we haven't had a podium for ages. And it's like, oh, guys, that's a bit embarrassing. And it's kind of them getting back to being proper podium team just feels a bit unreal, doesn't it? You're like, oh, I've really written you guys off forever. That's great. Cause I thought they were going to be like Williams. For those of us of a certain age, for whom, when we came into Formula 1 and for quite a long time afterwards, McLaren were one of the top teams. Yeah, and some of us have got uh, cigarette tattoos to commemorate it. Uh, Fucking hell, what was it with you and my tattoos? <laughs> what you ever talk about? Do you fancy me or something? <laughs> well, yeah. That's why I signed oh. up to do this. What you well, up don't dump me on a beach. <laughs> uh, you know. I went all the way to the Canary Islands and you stayed in fucking Aywatees and rang me. <laughs> uh, it's it's nice to see them. Uh, it's nice to see them back again. I wish them well, um, but mostly I wish for them to spice up the championship a bit and provide some uh, interesting stuff. Ferrari. Ferrari didn't have their swathes of adoring home fans to impress, so it didn't really matter that Leclerc came home in fourth. Sainz did well, considering he started midway in the midfield. Was this what you expected from them? It was yes. It was better than no. what I expected from them. I would say. I didn't. I didn't expect I them to be fighting for podiar. Podiar. Um, and I certainly didn't expect it, Sainz to come home in fifth when seemingly every shot of him was of him spinning. Um, he seemed to go off the track as much as he was on it and still did quite well. And, you know, we know Leclerc's good. Um, they couldn't get past Norris, though. So, yeah, I thought they did really well. But you have to say that if Perez and Bottas hadn't tipsed it up, suddenly it's sixth and seventh. Uh, which isn't quite as good. And if Ricardo was up to speed, then it becomes seventh and eighth. So they took advantage of other people ballsing it up, but they, you know, they made the most of what they got. 
And but I would also say that Leclerc should have overtaken Verstappen when he crashed, and the fact yes. he didn't makes him a pathetic child. Yes. AlphaTauri. Gasly did well out of Stroll being demoted, and Sonoda had his first F1 race in the wet. Lessons will be learnt, don't you agree? Oh, Sonoda. Bless him. He's not short of giving us talking points, is he? Hmm. Um, what, being really short? Well, that, yes, and adorable. Um, mm. But woeful qualifying. Like, literally binned it straight straight away binned it twashed the car starts at the back and then in the race amazing start gains like 10 places or something uh and then at the restart spins loses them all again he's 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 on or off isn't he he's he's like that driver that picked you up for to go to work i don't want to talk he's, about that <laughs> he's um He's another one where is oh, I can see this going two ways. If he can get on top of these stupid rookie mistakes, I think he'll be really, really good. I agree. But How old it, is he but, again? Oh, he's like he's twenty, I think. So he's really young. So he's I think he could be really good. But but if there's one thing we know about Red Bull is they don't like giving their drivers much time. And already, um, mm. Helmut Marco's come out and basically called him a bellend, which. Is never a great thing to have hanging over your head. So we're going to have to see how his mind copes with all this, to be honest, and whether can he, he can hope? start stringing it together. Can he cope with a bellend hanging over his head? Well, yes. I managed for a while. Yes, it's a chapter in Terry's new business book. I don't know. I just think with Sonoda, it was quite sweet that he spent ages getting 10 places back up and then in one fell swoop, they all went. <laughs> yeah, and it, and of his own thought, he, like he just lost it without going near anybody yeah. else. So it's a shame. I, I want him to do well. I want him to be good. I want to, I want to cheer him on because I like his, I like his style. And uh, Gasly was all right. What did he do? Started fifth, finished seventh. Oh, he started on stupid tires, didn't he? Why did he start on wets? Oh, him and Ocon started on wets, but was it Gasly that stayed on wets for ages because they were like, yeah. we're going to do a gamble? Because like, he was holding everybody that. up and then just started hemorrhaging places, didn't he? Why did yeah. he do that? Very weird. Um, it seemed like if you if you uh, put to one side the fact that he was on stupid tyres, he drove pretty well. But whether that was his choice or the team's choice, I'm not sure. But it's a check. and it's another race where it's like I still don't quite know how good the Alpha Tauri is because they seem to mm. keep shooting themselves in the foot every race. Either the drivers do or the team do. So maybe we'll find out next race. True that. Aston Martin, Vettel got a 10-second penalty because his car wasn't ready in time. What were they doing to miss that crucial part of the race? Trying to fix the brakes? It was super weird because like Lance Stroll's car was on fire and melted all his brakes around the area that we've learned is called the biscuit tin because it looks like a biscuit tin. And then Vettel's car started melting as well. And then they had to change all the biscuit tins. There ends my Formula One technical director. <laughs> you can find your book. <laughs> find our biscuits that we're going to launch. Can we do some biscuits? If you want to run your business like Formula <laughs> One, look at something and think, what does it look like? And go, oh, we'll call it that. <laughs> is that a brake shroud or is it a biscuit tin? Yeah. I mean, once again, Vettel's having no luck, but... Hang on, it was a biscuit tin. They used to call the thing under the car like the tea tray, didn't they? Yeah, the monkey seat. 
Oh yeah, don't don't you be promoting that podcast out <laughs> of the beer bit. Wasn't there the coat hanger a couple of years ago when they had those stupid coat hanger? It's just household items. It's like fucking Neil Buchanan in Art Attack is making the a rain. massive <laughs> Formula One car on the floor. Yeah, the rake, the broom, the Hoover. So we don't know what happened. The car was up the creek and they didn't right. fix it in time, and then he got a penalty and. And he started from the pit lane, and I don't, I don't know what sorts of shit happened. So you've got to have all four of your tyres on with five minutes to go for the race. And if you don't do that, then you're in trouble. Yes. So they didn't have all four tyres on. Trouble. So they should have sent him to the pit lane, but they didn't. So they started him on the track, so they knew they were going to get a penalty. But weirdly, the penalty didn't come until like the end of the race, no, which did, is a bit he weird. he did start in the pit lane. Hmm. Did he? Yeah. They still got the penalty. So... Once again, well, the team screwed him, but also he wasn't very good. Stroll, actually, pretty good, I thought. Mm. It's all right. Um, Considering a, he went off track as well. Is there actually a driver in this race who didn't make a mistake, like a fairly sizable spinning off the track? Giovinazzi. I didn't see him making a mistake, I, but I it exactly. seems like he <laughs> really probably remember. would have made one. Anything. I didn't see him at all. Yeah. I'm not sure he was there, but I, I think he didn't make a mistake. Um, I'm going to look mm. him up. No, I don't think he did. 14th place. That's what you can get if you don't make a mistake in these races. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? I don't know. Alpine! Interesting tyre choices from Alpine, but also points. It's a bit like who's going to be daring and edgy with their choices, like own clothes day at school. Really? Who was daring clothes at own clothes day? Nobody in our school, anyway classic cool. maybe it was you phil you just thought you were being no this was the, this was the 90s was everybody edgy no everybody just wanted to wear the same as everybody else because it was the 90s some kids would make their tie really short and tuck it in well not on own clothes day <laughs> be a bit weird if you wore a tie on own clothes day oh yeah <laughs> she went to a very fancy school oh yes i'm wearing my I club hate, tie i hated own clothes day because i only had a school uniform <laughs> <laughs> It's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Um, Sadder than being dubbed on a beach. (laughs) (laughs) In my school uniform. Or being Fernando Alonso at Imola and looking like an absolute amateur. Um, He was nowhere near Ocon, who was the guy that got points. Uh, He had a spin, but uh, I haven't said that. Everybody did. He was just nowhere, nowhere near, was he? GP2 driver. It was a bit sad, isn't it? I mean, I kind of wondered if this year would be a bit sad for him, but so far it's not looking um, great, is it? No. Because in a way, the McLaren years were good for him because he could be great in a shit car. But I don't think he can be good in a mediocre car. I mean, it's yeah, it's not. A, it is at the shit end of mediocre at the moment, isn't it? But you know, fair play to Ocon. He got he got the most out of what he could. I don't, I don't really remember seeing him in the race. Did he make any mistakes? It might be another one that didn't. Apart from the tyres. Yeah, apart from the tyres. But but yeah, Alonso was all over the bloody shop, which, you know, considering his skill and experience is uh, pretty surprising. Alfa Romeo. Raikkonen has been driving in F1 for longer than Sonoda's been alive. This may not be factually correct, but it sounds good. And he just did a rolling start. 30-second penalty could buy possible points. Giovinazzi's brakes broke. I have given up on Alfa Romeo. How about you? I don't think we ever started making an effort with them, did we? You can't give up something you haven't started. I had very um, high hopes at the beginning of the season. Did you? Two races ago. Did you? Yeah, I thought we could be. Did I thought you know? we could have podiums all year. Did you know? Oh, 
Chica, you were out by a year. Kimi Raikkonen started in Formula One in 2001 and Zenoda was born in 2000. Did oh. he have any tests? Did he have any tests before he started in F1? I bet. Probably. Or, no, maybe he didn't because he went jumped straight in from like karting or something, the new Formula 3. He was something. quite young, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, they were there. The car's not that great. They're not that great. If you bear those things in mind, they did all right. Williams! 50% of Williams' season has been promising, 50% has been utter shit and actually a bit violent. However, the bits that weren't awful were quite good, weren't they? All I remember is this race. Well, he was in the points. Hmm. I mean, Russell was in the points before he fucked it up. Yes. but They've built a car this year. They've, they've done a great thing this year, which they've built a car. They've said that when it's not windy, it's going to be really good. <laughs> and when it's windy, it's going to be shit. And it wasn't very windy at Imola and they fucked up. And it yeah. was windy at Bahrain and they were shit. So what they need is a perfect track where it's not windy and the drivers aren't shit. Yeah, and there's nobody in front of them to disrupt the airflow. We've already discussed Russell. He fucked it up. But, I mean, Latifi was... Every now and again, he blows a little bit hot and cold. You know, we all know he's not that great. And, yes, he's got a lot of money behind him. But he seems like a nice chap. But, uh, I mean, it was pretty comical at Imola how bad he was like immediately binned it uh managed to get it going again and then while getting back up to speed didn't notice mazepin crashed into him smashed his car into the wall and apparently <laughs> i found out afterwards even he only found out that mazepin was there in the medical center like even after he crashed he didn't realize he'd hit someone he thought he'd just binned it he mm. thought he'd lost it on oh. the curb or something i mean <laughs> to have a massive crash and not realize you've hit somebody else until 20 minutes later. Come on. It's like a Jasper Carrot skit. It is. In a way. Is it? How is it like a Jasper Carrot skit? Four people will get that and find it funny. <clears throat> They're all older than us. I really like Jasper Carrot. He, I was once watching a Jasper Carrot sketch on TV and I laughed so hard I, I was sick all over the carpet. <laughs> it's all about Latifi. I can't even remember what it was about. Hass. Hass. <laughs> So Haas actually had a tough weekend at Imola, made even more difficult by the death of one of their mechanics, Martin Shepard, who died from injuries sustained in a motorbike crash in 2019. Our thoughts do go out to the team and his family and friends. All of which brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. The driver standings in first place. This championship's going to be won by fucking fastest laps, isn't it? It's Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> Uh, in second place, he got away with that one. It's Max Verstappen with his dodgy spin. Third place, drink from this shoe, you <laughs> It's Lando Norris. He's <laughs> been a bit cheeky to his new teammate. <laughs> Fourth place, I didn't go for a gap, therefore I'm not a racing driver. That's Charlotte Clerk. My helmet hurts, says Valtteri Bottas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the McLarens look good, says Carlos Sainz. Uh, at least I'm not Alonso, says Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, Red Bull driver number two reporting in, says Perez in eighth place. I don't miss Kvyat, says Gasly. I fucking hate Kvyat. In ninth place. In tenth place, Daddy signing a broken Vettel has been great for my career. It's Lance Stroll. And in eleventh place, ups and downs, it's Sonoda. I'm beating him in twelfth place, says Esteban Ocon. And Fernando Alonso, one point. Let's just let that rub in. Fernando Alonso, one point. 
and the teams. In first place, it's Mercedes with who's going to drive the second car next year? Not either of those two. And in second place, it's Red Bull, who's going to drive the second car next year? Not going to be him. In third place, it's, Mc- it's McLaren. How long will Ricardo last? In fourth place, it's Ferrari. How long will Binotto last? In fifth place, it's Alfa Tauri. I hate Daniel Kvyat. In sixth place, it's Aston Martin. How long will Vettel last? And in seventh place, it's Alpine. And how long will Alonso last? Where do, when did all this hate for Kvyat start? Just so happens that the person who dumped me was Russian. Russian. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it Daniel so. Kvyat? <laughs> it was yes. Kvyat, so. Wow, I wondered what he'd been up to. Let's just say he's a very beautiful man until he turns on you. <laughs> and now it is time for Man of the Match of Driving. Lando, Lando Norris. Norris. Lando Norris. What? And now it's time for the State of F1 with Terry Saunders. We need to talk about George. Look, I like the guy, and I've been saying for years we need more fisticuffs in F1, but what is it with George Russell and Sunday fuck-ups? He's supposed to be this amazing world champion in waiting, but the last time at Illinois he fucked up during the safety car, and this time he causes a red flag, then has a go at Paul Valtteri Bottas, who doesn't deserve any criticism at all as he trundled around with the eight-time Constructors winning team in eighth place. Yes, I know that when he had a shot in Mercedes, it wasn't his fault that the team screwed up, but I'm starting to wonder if George Russell just walks around in a shitty mood all the time, putting the heebie-jeebies up everyone. Think about it. He becomes head of the GPDA, and the following week all the drivers fall off the track. Don't worry, though, I have a solution. Well, look, let's be straight here. I like that he hit Bottas. I just don't like quite how pathetic it was. If he's going to be such a fucking loser and keep fucking at races, George really has to go full PK and start kicking the car. And seeing as it's so hard to get out of a car these days, and Bottas was winded, I would argue that what George Russell should have done was got his knob out and took a piss on him. <laughs> that would have made for the Sunday papers. Or maybe not put a win on the grass, you fucking idiot. I hate George Russell. <laughs> oh, Did he dump you as well? Wow. Do you really think he's in my league? <laughs> <laughs> that is it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about the battle that everyone's talking about. Hamilton versus some guy versus Jensen Button. Extreme-y. No, I didn't watch it either. I saw a headline. It looks shit. And to Terry Saunders. We haven't talked about it. Grosjean has done his first IndyCar race, bless him, and he didn't hurt himself. No, got a top 10 as well, didn't he? He did all right. Yeah. We'll be back in two weeks to discuss the Portuguese Grand Prix, which is in Portugal. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake, and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Terry, where can people buy merch? I promise at the last podcast that there will be five new T-shirts by this podcast. And instead of promoting those T-shirts that are there on the website, I think what we should all do instead is look at the newsletter that we have. Every Monday after the race... One of us reminds the others to do the newsletter <laughs> and then we do a newsletter. So if you want to sign up to the newsletter, go to www.ff1s.com forward slash news 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 and you can sign up and hear our thoughts on Mondays. Thanks for listening. See you in two weeks. I've been Chica Rares. Goodbye. Goodbye. Fuck off. Podcast Network.